Welcome to Mom's Life Made Simple, the podcast for moms who want to go from chaos to calm, from overwhelmed to organized, and to find balance between family responsibilities and personal growth. I'm your host, Chanel Nielsen. Let's make mom life simple. Hello and welcome to Mom's Life Made Simple. I'm your host, Chanel Nielsen, and I'm joined today by Emily Robinson. Emily, I'm excited to podcast with you today. Yay. It's so good yes. to be here. Yeah. We, we've we had a couple of false starts, but it is happening today. We are recording today and we're excited to, to be able to do that. So to start off, Emily, I would love if you could introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about you. Yay. I'd love to. So I'm Emily Robinson, I'm founder of Intuitive Parents, Intuitive Kids, and I am a healer, a teacher an academic I absolutely love to share any knowledge with mums around the world about intuitive parenting about how to really trust their inner voice how to really lean into what feels right for them um, and how to really stand in that power and truth around what's right for their kids rather than just following the status quo and doing you know, what they think they have to do and finding that they end up in a, a situation that just isn't working for their family. Um, so I am actually originally from the UK, um, but I, as a teenager, went backpacking around the world and met my husband who was in Australia. So I now actually live in Australia with my family. I have three beautiful children, um, 13, 8 and 6. Uh, one boy, my eldest is a boy and two younger girls. And we lived in central Queensland in a tiny little outback town for nine years, which was an amazing experience being incredibly remote in the middle of the desert. (laughs) And now actually a year ago, we sold our property and we bought a motorhome and we now travel full time around Australia. So we are in a different town, a different place every week doing something different um, and seeing the country and just, yeah, really living by that intuitive parenting lifestyle of creating exactly what we want, how we want it to be, um, and leaning into all the edges that come with that. So yeah, that's a little bit about me and and how I ended up here. Yeah. Okay. We're definitely going to dive into the intuitive parenting piece, but before we do, I know listeners are going to want to know more about your, your lifestyle and your living on the road. Um, how does, how did you take the plunge is my first question there. It's something that we hear about and I think has appeal for a lot of people like, oh, I just want to go and have the freedom and let's just go and do it. How did you actually make it happen? Yeah, I love that question because, you know, something that people reflect back to me a lot is you're so lucky, like you're so lucky to be doing that. And I always say to people, you know, it's actually not luck. It's a lot of really you know conscious creation like a lot of not hard work but a lot of effort went into you know walking through all the barriers all the fear all of the kind of oh we desperately want to do this but there's always like a but people will think we're crazy how will our kids you know will they make friends on the road like are they going to miss being in school are they gonna you know feel like we've ruined their life because we you know took them on this crazy adventure so I think there's this place of knowing in yourself that when you have a dream and you're really committed to the dream that you can make it happen 
but it, it requires a huge amount of courage and bravery and following that inner trust in yourself that this is the right step, this is the right thing. So for us, it kind of began because I had already leaned into homeschooling. So I was already a homeschooling mum, which was a real intuitive nudge uh, that my kids just that was going to suit them better than being in the school system where we lived. Um, so I kind of had ticked that box off and without realising we would ever be a travelling family. And then four years later, I moved my healing business online. Again, just another intuitive nudge that I was like, this was pre-COVID, so nothing to do with the COVID situation. I just had this inner knowing, like, I just want to reach more people. I lived in a tiny town with 800 people. I was like, okay, I'm wow. kind of, I've, I've sort of exhausted my client base here. Um and so, yeah, I, I another tick, like, yeah, my business was online. So that was great. COVID came and we actually did a trip uh, for a, a wedding, which Australia, just for people's perspective, you can fit the entire continent of Europe inside Australia without it even touching the two edges. So this is a huge country, even though people think, oh, it's just Australia. It's yeah. like we have pretty much every climate, every kind of type of, you know, living environment possible. And we had to travel 4,000 kilometers for this wedding. And we spent a month, we took our little tiny pop-top camper trailer and we went down and we traveled for a month. And on the road, we met families that were living full-time traveling. And it just kind of planted this seed. And we had such a great time. And I said to my husband, like, oh, I'd really love to do that one day. And it was just a pipe dream. It was just this idea of like, yeah. oh, one day. And then a year later, we had some a few things happen where we were living and just the decision was made, we're done with this tiny town. We just need to move on. We need to to sell up and move somewhere else. And I said to my husband, let's not buy a house. Let's just buy a caravan or a motorhome or or something and let's travel. And he looked at me and he was like, we can't just be gypsies and travel around. You know, he was really like resistant, like yeah. in this full, like, no way, that's not happening. <laughs> I think the fact that I was already homeschooling and I'm I'm very much into, you know, just being really connected with the earth. And he, you know, I'm very like hippie-ish. And he was like, right, this is a hard no, we're not doing <laughs> this. He's the grounded one that's like, let's be practical. Yes. Um. Anyway, a few weeks later, he was like, Hmm, okay well yeah maybe like slowly you know overcoming all these hurdles and um, it took us 18 months to go from this we're leaving Capella we're selling the house to actually realizing the dream and making it happen and selling our property and going through downsizing from six and a half acres into 30 foot and <laughs> all the practicalities all the little pieces of buying the motorhome getting a loan having to really move through so many moments of fear yeah. to, to be to be here to be on the road and now we've been traveling for over a year so wow okay that's an amazing story i think it's so cool that you guys are doing that and one piece that i heard in there several times is this idea of it just felt right this idea of intuition and it being an intuitive move so I know that's a big piece of your work and and of yourself, obviously, of the way you live your life. So tell us what it means to be an intuitive parent. Yeah, absolutely. So 
I think as humans in general, we are so conditioned to follow the patterns and the programming and just the way that we were brought up, the way that we were you know, conditioned that that is just, you know, I, I am an academic, I'm, you know, a, a qualified teacher, I used to teach university level and, and college students. So I have this, I love understanding that this, like psychology is real, like science is real, energy is real, it's all scientific stuff. And when we are repetitively told things or shown things or observe things, that becomes neural pathways in our brain like we lay down these ways of being and showing up and a lot of that is subconscious a lot of it is what we observed our parents do or the way they treated us or certain you know cultural situations that we grew up in maybe it was a a religion or maybe it was a, a particular you know school you know conditioning that we had but every part of that creates a way of us being that feels safe and we end up in this comfort zone which is very much like, okay, everything within this bar feels safe for me. And some of those patterns and behaviours can actually be quite, not negative, but but they don't serve us. They actually don't allow us to be the best versions of ourselves. And in the parenting situation, how this can come out is parents saying things like, I'm just so stressed all the time. Like I just, I lose it. Like I just snap. I'm, I'm triggered when my kids don't listen to me or they just, you know, do this particular behavior and it just, you know, makes my blood boil and I just lose it and I feel terrible. And then I have this guilt and it's like this patterning of parenting that they feel within them. It's like, I don't want to be that mum. I just don't want to be that parent, but I am. And this is where the work that I do really comes into play because what this is about is having the courage and the bravery to just recognize that a lot of these ways of showing up and ways of being with your children are not yours. They are just conditioning. They are just programs. They're just stories that you've practiced over and over and over again that feel normal. And so intuitive parenting is about recognizing that when you just start to slow down and bring some mindful awareness into how you're showing up and how you are being with your children that that is within your control because so many parents feel like it's I just can't change who I am this is who I am this is how it is and I'm like that is rubbish like absolute rubbish because actually it's just a really well-practiced behavior habit it's like somebody saying I can't give up smoking I just can't do it like that's rubbish it comes from within yourself and so being an intuitive parent is learning how to slow down enough to listen to what feels right for you to what feels aligned and most of the time that's going to be rubbing up against what what you believe is the right thing or the wrong thing So your intuitive gut feeling is often going to be, this is what I want for my family. And everyone around you is going to be like, "Uh, no, that's crazy. That's a stupid idea that will damage your children, you know, and this is just society's conditioning. And so being able to separate yourself from what everybody else is saying requires this inner trust and this inner, like deep passion that 
you actually know what's best for your kids. And so many moms don't have that level of self-worth or self-confidence or self-love. And that's what we're actually modeling. When we're in a space of disempowerment, when we're like, oh, I'll just do this because everyone else says that's what I should do. All we're doing is now conditioning our kids to do the same thing. So for me, intuitive parenting is it's like a revolution. It's a whole way of showing up that is going to change the future for our kids, for the next generation, for the planet. Because when we're really empowered in how we want to feel and show up and be with our family, that's what our kids are then learning. They're not learning the same pattern we had from our parents and the way they parented us, which is what we're doing by default. It's actually like, wow, I get to choose. I get to change this. And now my kids are observing me stand in my power, love myself, be confident, have this incredible self-worth. And now they are going to copy that behavior as opposed to the ones that perhaps we're like, oh, cringe. I wish I hadn't said that. I wish yeah, I, I don't know that I want that. Um, mm. Well, so that's really interesting because I think there are things for all of us that we want to have changed, right? That we want to do differently or be different in our parenting. So would you say then that it starts with a choice or an awareness or where does it start mm. to be able to do this? Because I think that we can see point A, which is like, we're not doing it right. We're stuck in these patterns. We can see over here point B of like, I'd rather be a little bit better, but what's kind of the line to get there? What gets us over from A to B? Yeah, I love that question. So I'm going to share with you the three Ps, okay? okay? The three Ps are like my framework, like we kind of embellish this as as you grow in your journey, but let's keep it simple. And the three Ps. So the first part of beginning with this is A, recognizing that you want change. Like having a level of awareness where it's like, this isn't working, how I'm doing this is not okay for me. So there are many parents out there that just don't have that level of awareness. They're like, oh, we just do the thing and we carry on. Like, that's great. Um, So the the first part is you having that courage to be in the space of like, wow, I, I just want this to be different. Like that's number one so once we're in that space of like yes I have this awareness but I don't know where to start the three p's kick in so the first p is presence so what happens as a mum is that we again are conditioned by the world around us that kind of especially in the western culture is driven by doing and push and hustle and almost like the more we do as a mum the more validated we are in our experience. It's like, yeah. oh my God, look, I've done this. And I I helped with the bake sale and I like made my kids this beautiful homemade lunchbox and oh, we do soccer and piano lessons and da, 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 da. And it just goes on and on and on. And so what happens in that place is that we are caught up again in a programming that doesn't allow us to ever stop and be present, to actually drop into the moment. It's so simple to do. But again, it's really awkward because it's not something we've practiced. We've been taught and conditioned to be busy. So presence is the first part. And this can begin for a mum that's like not even got any experience yet with their own self-development or their spiritual growth. Like it can be as simple as setting a timer for five minutes 
to just practice to rewire the brain, these neural pathways that are going to feel super clunky. You're going to be like, I do not have five minutes. That is rubbish. <laughs> that is your brain going, but we're comfortable in our safety bubble. Like this is what we're yeah. used to. I like being busy. So we have to actually recondition that. We have to start to break the pattern to, to create a different way of being. Five minutes a day, you can find five minutes or 10 minutes. And this is how I started. I started by setting a timer, getting up a little bit earlier and very, very quickly that time to myself to just be present, to just breathe, to just stop actually turned into 20 minutes and then an hour and then two hours. And I would get up at five o'clock in the morning to have two hours of time before my kids woke up. And we actually started to craft a relationship where they knew that that time in the morning was my time. Like I would actually go out in the garden where we lived. It was a desert. So it was always warm and hot and, you know, dry. Yeah. Um, and every morning I would get up at five o'clock. I would go outside. I would sit there and they just knew they were not allowed to come out until I came back in. And that was my time. And that's how I started to craft this relationship with myself that became a really beautiful way of beginning my day because my cup was full. So presence can be as simple as taking a deep breath, walking in nature, just getting your feet on the grass. It could be something like if you are someone that loves to wake up in the morning and have a cup of coffee or a cup of tea, just do that in presence, not I'm having my coffee while I'm getting the list of things ready for the day and I'm making the lunchbox. It's like, no, take your coffee or your cup of tea and just sit and actually drink it in a, a present way. Like, how does this feel when I sip it? How, you know, can I feel the heat of that drink going down my throat? You know, it's so simple. Yeah. But again, it's totally the opposite of how we would normally function. So you've got to practice this. Totally. So that, Before we move on to the second P, I need to know, I need to go back to this two hours of you sitting in the garden just sitting. <laughs> is there anything like, is there anything with you? You're just sitting there. It's just like. So I have over the years created and, and kind of crafted and pulled in so many different tools to my presence. And I mean, yeah. some days it is just really sitting and breathing um, some days, like I even right now, like everywhere I go, I have like, this is like my multitude of journals and pencils and bits of paper. <laughs> yeah. I'm always wherever I am, I have somewhere to write, I have somewhere to, you know, I have particular like music I listen to often just the rain, something that drowns out all sound so I can just be in like zoning out mode. Um, sometimes I will do a process. I will actually take myself through a, like a, a somatic process that I've learned or, um, yeah, I'll do a meditation or maybe drumming. Like I love to drum or dance or it just depends, like really going with the flow. I spend a lot of time leaning into the moon cycles because that really reflects our feminine embodiment of having our menstrual cycle and realizing that we ebb and flow. We spend so much time shaming ourselves for feeling low some days, which is, is ridiculous when nature is always ebbing and flowing and shedding. And, you know, we're just yeah. so hard on ourselves. So over the years of that practice, I grew from just sitting, honestly, for 10 minutes going, I can just sit and be quiet. 
that was super hard for me. I am a busy, need to be doing something type of person. So this practice has taught me how to create spaciousness Mm. in my life. And that was huge because even when I left the UK, I, people actually said to me, what are you going to do? They were like worried for me that I had been so busy and never, ever stopped moving to this outback town with nothing to do because I had no job, like literally nothing. Yeah. And they were like, what are you going to do? And I just, I loved it. It was like this opportunity to be in space, like physically you're plonked in the middle of the desert, but as a, as a, just a developmental piece, it just created this whole new way of showing up, which now I realize was part of my journey, but then part of what I can teach other moms. So it was all, it was all divine. It was all beautifully sent from God, like this whole way of, of being and, you know, creating my life. So I could show other mums that there is another way to be. And it's actually I love really that. Cool. That's awesome. Okay, very cool. So first one is presence. I think you've given us lots of tools there and thoughts of how we can cultivate that, whether, you know, even in little moments. And then what's the second P? So the second P is prioritize. So what happens is that, again, we're busy. We have a hundred million things going on in our head, particularly as a mum, because we're the ones that juggle, you know, emotionally holding space for our kids and ourselves, physically holding space for our home, doing the laundry, doing the cooking. Like, you know, obviously this is a stereotype, but most of the time this is the role that we're holding. Oh, yeah. Um, (laughs) And then, of course, trying to also navigate being the best version of ourselves And so what starts to happen, and this is, you know, for anybody, like we distract ourselves from presence by prioritizing the wrong things. So I can pretty much guarantee that every mum listening to this will have certain patterns and default kind of cycles of behavior that they do when they're actually avoiding feeling something. So if you're a bit anxious or a bit stressed or a bit like, oh, I've got this this thing I need to do, like maybe you want to apply for a new job or, you know, you're um, wanting to, I don't know, do something for your kids. And it's like you, you kind of want to do it, but at the same time, there's a bit of anxiety coming up. And so you start like folding the washing pile really neatly and then putting it in color coordinated, you know, drawers and It's like you're using doing the laundry as a distraction because inside you're feeling this turmoil. You're feeling these big feelings, but because we've never been taught properly how to allow ourselves to feel, we distract. So we prioritize the wrong stuff. And what that does is perpetuate the cycle of being a busy mum, not having time, and then not being present with our kids. Because when we start to truly practice presence and we start to cultivate within us this feeling of, wow, this space within my busyness, then when you come to your kids and they're, yeah, 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 oh, this happened, it's going, and you're like, oh, you actually start to find space within that. You start to, that, that presence you're creating, it like overflows into yeah. your relationships. And that's when deeper connection comes. That's when it starts to line up. So in order to do that, we need to prioritize the things that are truly important, 
Your laundry pile is not truly important. Presence with your kids, being the version of yourself you want to be is truly important. And so when we start to actually look at this list of 100 million things that we have to do, and truly from an intuitive place, like the place of what actually feels in alignment with me, my family, my values, what I want to create for the next five years, 10 years of my life with my kids, then you start to look at that list and go, wow, that's an interesting pattern that I'm always obsessed about the Tupperware drawer, that every single lid has to be on every single Tupperware or, you know, it could be anything. It could be yeah. cleaning, like you're a real cleaner. You love to keep everything perfect. And it's like, yes, of course, we want to be able to find the right lids for the Tupperware and we want our house to be clean. But are we actually using that as a distraction from the things that are truly important? And all it is, is you don't want to feel. You actually don't know how to sit with yourself and be in a space of true feeling. Yeah, that's so powerful. This idea of misordering our priorities to distract ourselves from presence. I think that that that's a really cool insight there um, about the why, why we do it. And that if we allow ourselves to feel and to sit with our feelings and to do all those things, that's going to shift a lot of things for us because then we can see what really matters. And then we're going to get our priorities right instead of just distracting. I think that's really powerful. Thank you for sharing that one. Okay, number three, third third P. The third P is participation. So this is taking aligned action with being present and what you're prioritizing. So what I see happen so, so often is mums will say, oh my God, right, I have this desire. Like I just, I want to be so connected with my kids. I would love to homeschool or I would love to to leave my job so I could be more at home or it, whatever it is. You know, they have this desire and we sit with it and we're like, okay, well, let's look at your priorities. And they'll be like, okay, well, I am on the PNC and I also volunteer for the soccer club. And then I have to take the kids here, here, here. And then I also like help with, you know, and I I always say to them, okay, let's look at the list of priorities and let's see which one of these is actually moving you towards your dream. And what, what of these are actually keeping you in the same cycle of behavior that feels comfortable that you're still doing over and over again. And so when we then start to shift into this alignment with what they want, fear comes up. Yeah. Like, oh my God, but but if I'm not volunteering on the PNC and doing this and doing this, what are people going to think of me? Like, they're just going to think I'm lazy or I don't, you know, I don't care or I'm not helpful or I'm that mum that just never shows up or, you know, a hundred different things are going to come to the surface and they're going to judge themselves and they're going to feel this overwhelming sense of, I, I, I have to do this. And so there's this kind of void when we talk about shifting out of what you've always done into this place of following your dream. And that comes with the inner work, like actually looking really deeply at the shadows of what it is that is holding you in those places. Um, And the fear is a real thing. People are often talking about 
you know how do you get rid of the fear like that you know I'm I'm so afraid of doing this I just want to move on and get through it and I'm like that's never ever ever gonna happen because fear doesn't go anywhere it keeps you safe it's a really valuable part of the way that you exist in the world what we have to learn to do is actually walk with fear we have to make fear our friend we have to be in a space where fear is welcome because it's just showing you a part of yourself that's scared and that's your inner child that's the part of you that as a child learned to protect yourself so when we're in this space of wanting to really um you know shut that down and be like nope i just need to move on i need to push myself through it actually what you're doing is you're you're shutting down that little child that just wants to be held and loved and seen and for you to say to yourself in a really compassionate way it's okay that you're afraid and yeah. together we can just walk through this we can move through it so what the majority of people do is they take action they participate in their life in a way that buys into the fear so they then go and do the actions and the activities that are moving them towards staying safe. It's a completely natural behavior. This is what we all do. And what intuitive parenting is about is digging deeper into yourself to realize when you're in that pattern, be super loving and compassionate and graceful in realizing, oh, wow, I'm doing that thing again where I'm avoiding my dream and reorientating back to what do I want? What do I desire? Where am I moving towards? And then having the courage and the inner trust in yourself to keep taking baby steps towards that space, towards the place of, I am creating this for my family. This is my goal. This is my desire. And I am creating this. And every single step that feels scary is okay. Yeah. And that yeah. participation is what will actually get you to the end goal. If you say, I'm going to climb the mountain, but then you just walk in circles at the bottom, you're not going to climb the mountain. You know, you're not going to get there. And that's what 99% of people are doing. They're saying they want something, but the participation, the action they take is in alignment with the opposite. And so again this is a normal behavior it's just that we have to learn to change our psychology change the way we think change the way we feel lean into these places where it's just an emotion it's just a reaction it's just something that you've been conditioned to do and you can equally condition yourself to do it differently so participation is the key to actually creating what you want <laughs> Well, that's so powerful. I can see how they work so well together, these three, the presence, prioritization, and participation, because that participation, it goes back to presence, right? It's saying, I'm going to participate in the uncomfortable. I'm going to participate in being present. I'm going to allow myself to sit with this uncomfortable feeling, feel this uncomfortable feeling, and so that you can move through all three and just this beautiful cycle. I think that's that's fantastic. I love the things that you've talked about today and how it all works together to just really be the kind of parent you want to be and to see change. It's a really, it's a great framework for, you know, actually seeing change where so many of us get stuck in hoping for change or talking about change and yet 
don't see the way out, don't see a way to do things differently. So I love that. So we are about out of time. I would love for people to hear where they can learn more from you. And, uh, and if they're interested in working with you, talk to us about that as well. Yeah, fantastic. So the best place to find me is on uh, Facebook. We have a Facebook group called the Quantum Parenting Collective for Intuitive Mums. So this is really about supporting you to lean more into your energy, your intuition, realizing that it's all such a scientific process. It is a simple process. It's just having that courage to really step in and expand We also run the IPIK Academy, which is our membership space for mums that want that real like mentoring, high touch point support with their everyday life. And we have lots of different levels that you can access that. And all of that information is on our website, which is www.ipikproject.com. So, yeah, I'm so grateful to have been here to be able to talk about all these beautiful frameworks and ways of showing up that actually you know inspire mums to know that they can do it differently that's really you know the basis of what we do so well that's perfect that I think it's been an inspirational episode that will really help moms to be able to do that to be more mindful to be a little bit more intuitive so thank you for being here Thanks for listening to Mom's Life Made Simple. Need some help making your mom life simple? I offer group coaching programs using my four-step method called the Mom's Method. This is a process of manifestation, organization, mobilization, and simplification that will give you the balance, progress, and joy you're looking for. Visit chanelnielsen.com or go to bit.ly forward slash momlifebook to get your copy of my brand new book, Stop Putting Yourself Last. I love to hear from you, so reach out with your questions, your feedback, and let me know how I can help make your mom life simple.